everyone. Welcome back to the Rodent Reading Hour, where we're hitting triple digits. That's right. Episode 100. That's what this is. No, no. Confetti sounds. No, no. This is episode 17. Oh. Man, if we'd really? actually like kept to our like bi-monthly schedule, we might have hit episode 100, but no. Uh, doing the quick math in my head, that's a lie. I'm just guesstimating here. We'd probably be on episode like 40, maybe? Maybe. maybe. Definitely past 17, that's for sure. <laughs> we missed a couple of months. <laughs> months, years. But who's keeping track, right? Who's keeping this is, this is our once in a blue moon podcast. <laughs> I, we're being a bit more consistent now. In this, yes, we are. We're trying to. In this current to. day and age. Now, that, um, now but, that we both have more normal schedules or more regular schedules. Mm-hmm. We have more free time as well, which is nice. Yeah. But we're not here to talk about us. We're here to talk about bad fan fictions. Even though we tend to talk about us for the first like five minutes of any episode. Yeah. You know what, Hedgehog? How are you doing? You doing all right? <laughs> I'm doing introduced ourselves we maybe should oh right that's a thing we do at the start yep. of every episode yeah um i'm vice man professional dead by daylight player no. um that's what i write on my resume anyway uh, and then they I'm go what's, oh, <laughs> what's dead by daylight and i go it's a video game and they go do you have any applicable life skills <laughs> and i go no i can and play say, dead can by daylight leave <laughs> and i go okay Right. Who I'm, are you, Hedgehog? I am a hedgehog. I am a writer and YouTuber. I have two YouTube channels now. I do too much stuff, uh, but you should follow me at both of them. That's an extremely agitated hedgehog and hedgehog's nonsense. When are you gonna for post writing the, and analysis content? When are you gonna post the next video on hedgehog's nonsense? Um. Well, if my editor Claude will get off his ass and stop getting sick, uh, next week hopefully. I just sent Claude. Actually, I just you might be having trouble getting Claude scheduled because uh, uh, I'm helping him find a new editing job, maybe. So, Although, uh, who knows? I if mean, that will I already scheduled him three weeks ago. So. Oh well, Claude, get up, get going, man. <laughs> we need you. But he's too Stop busy being... making Delta Rune remixes. He's too busy vomiting or whatever. I don't know how sick he is. Actually, disgusting. We haven't talked in a while. Uh, <laughs> hey, Claude. But anyway. Hi, Claude. If you're here, I don't think he even listens to these. Does he even listen to this? Claude. I don't know. Come on. Claude, come on, man. Everybody who knows Claude, bully Claude into listening to this. Thank yeah, you. tell Claude to listen to this. <laughs> anyway, right. what are we reading today, Vice Man? We're not reading Mine or Life. We said we'd no, take we'll a break. No, we'll be back to that it. next episode, yes. Uh, but we thought we'd <laughs> take a break with something a bit more lighthearted. Woo! Uh, woo! And that is. <laughs> For those of you who can't read uh, Sea Serpent, uh, this is 20 H's. We're reading 20 H's. This is another maybe less famous bad fan fiction, but it's it's still up there. We've heard of it. Yeah, it's it's another Harry Potter one. Another um, Harry Potter one. There's going to be a lot of those on this podcast. We're going to try to vary it up, but it's just inevitable. There's going to be a lot of Harry Potter ones. Harry Potter, Zelda... And, um, and and That's gonna yes. be the three big ones. I feel. Yeah, the the big three of fan fiction. And maybe some My Hero Academia. I don't know. Maybe we'll get to that one though. That one's kind of falling out of the public eye. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ew, whatever. Oh well. Uh, but this one, uh, tell, Hedgehog, tell the good people why this one is noticeable. Notable. So even. this this one is notable because a lot of bad fan fiction, in case you couldn't tell, are written by uh, young girls or women and tend to revolve around uh, female characters and their struggles and of being perfect and everything. This story is written by a teenage boy and is tell. about <laughs> Harry Potter getting a chainsaw. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and yelling slurs. <laughs> and yelling slurs. So I guess this we should, yeah. Be, yeah, so there's a disclaimer here. Uh, warning, chapter three uh, includes invented distortions of homophobic slurs, and chapter six includes the word rape, but no actual rape. I was a much younger, less worldly person person when I wrote these stories. I felt that things like rape and homophobic slurs, while awful, could be warped into absurd caricatures that transcended their hurtful origins. While this may be true in other contexts from other authors, I do not feel it is my place to do it. The experiences of those who have suffered from rape and homophobia are bad enough as it is that my story normalizes in the language that makes them accepted. I could delete the stories, but that would not change their history and prevalence. Uh, I choose to let them remain as a testament to my prior ignorance hey we're hero. super 
we're super happy that you kept it up, man, because now we get to read it. Now we get to read it, um, and Hedgehog gets to do our favorite thing, which is say slurs, but uh, justify Yay! it because we're reading from a story. Yay! Yeah! That's my favorite thing! <laughs> that is, so yeah, that's, um, that is a disclaimer written by the author, not by us. Yes. No, yes, that is, that is the author's disclaimer. Clearly came back years later and said, oh, shit. <laughs> this is uh, the wow. story, it's a, yeah, it's a little... Yeah, <laughs> maybe it's hard this to describe. Is, maybe we can just get a into full, it. It's a heavy metal album cover is how I'll describe it. <laughs> yeah, that's a, for the heavy metal album of fan fictions. Yeah. Anyway, it's, would you would you do us the honor of reading the first chapter, Mace? Of course. This is a noticeably very small chapter compared to most of what we read. This is going to be a pretty short story, we feel. Oh, yeah. This is going to be a pretty short story. I think this whole episode might be kind of short. Chapter five is five sentences long. <laughs> Oh, yeah. We might have Um, to read Legolas by Laura, too, at the end of this. Who knows? Dobby relished his groin saw's roar as he withdrew the... Well, we're not even into the first sentence. You gotta let me me work with what we have here. Oh, my God. Okay. Dobby relished his groin saw's roar as he withdrew the flesh-choked blade from the astronaut's ruined skull. I am already incredibly confused. Can I just point that out? So, there's an idea in writing um where the first sentence has to be a real eye grabber it's got to pull the reader yes. in it's got to get them yes. interested nobody wants a boring first sentence absolutely this, well, who's gonna keep reading exactly and this sentence has grabbed my interest i'll tell you that right <laughs> off the bat really it's entirely just like gone past my interest to god what the fuck is this there's so many words i don't care <laughs> Really? You don't... The, the word yeah. groin saw doesn't grab your attention <laughs> at all? Okay, well, or, that particular word does. But. Or uh, the fact that Davi's killing an astronaut for some reason? <laughs> I'm just confused, man. He turns to Harry, thrusting his bloody retina-covered pelvis with elfin fever. Fervor, and my god. Fervor. How, how does Ronnie Ron taste, master? Harry spat out an eyeball, like some kids with eyes. What um, is going on? Harry's eating Ron. What do you not understand? <laughs> it's not that hard of a concept. But why is Dobby thrusting at him? Because he's got the groin saw. Oh, okay. Maybe, okay. Dobby ducked an astronaut's poison barbed fist, digging his groin saw into the beast's abdomen and letting the spray of viscera wash over his elfin space armor. Are they in fucking Warhammer or something? Uh, yeah, like, that is the, the kind of vibe I'm on? getting. Yeah. The, skull, <laughs> the skull's eye sockets on his shoulders grew brilliant with an infernal cast and vomited a bolt of light on through an astronaut. He was thrown back against the death wall, his flesh boiling in another dimension. Also, I have a question. It's never describing it as the only only the first sentence is the astronaut. The rest say an astronaut. So are there multiple astronauts that they're like killing? I guess so. Yeah, they're fighting like a group of astronauts. And and okay, there's a death wall, and his flesh is boiling off in another dimension. Dude, I'm kind of dude. If this was the start to a real story, I would be in. I am one hundred percent. Oh no, I would, abso- I would absolutely, I would absolutely be in. The problem is, this is a Harry Potter fan fiction. <laughs> this is a Harry Potter fan fiction. <laughs> it reminds me. Well, let's finish the story first, or the chapter at least. Harry slapped Dobby, who giggled. Harry reminded himself to kill himself later. <laughs> Master, look out! Dobby's groin saw screamed as it flew off the armor, rocketing through the air like an early dream of mankind. Fucking awesome description. Damn straight. It flew through three astronauts who dropped their hell spheres as the saw cut a hole in the ground beneath them, so they fell to hell forever. Okay, listen, if this was the start of an actual story, I'd be like, holy shit, this person can actually really write. <laughs> yeah, that's the end of chapter one, by the way. Like we said, very short. Yeah, so, yeah that's the end of chapter one. This is awesome. Um, this is pretty awesome. Immediately, what really grabs me is like the introduction of just a lot of stuff all at once. Yes, uh, there I, is there's the... this cons there's this concept in, in fiction for those of you not not like an English major like both of us um, called in media <laughs> yeah <laughs> English majors. Uh, 
technically I have the degree, so I'm I am one your class senpai. away. Technically, I'm the one with the degree here. So oh, whatever. <laughs> Go on, explain it, Mister uh, Mister so, Smart Pants. Did you just call me a guy, Mrs. Smart did you Pants? Misgender me by <laughs> Doctor uh, okay, Smart Pants. My apologies. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so there's this thing in in fiction called uh, in media res. Which means that you're starting the story in the middle of the story. It's a really great way to um, build hype or build intrigue or what have you um, by starting in the middle. Generally, what happens after you start in the middle is that you go back and back up and go, okay, here's how we got here. Not always, but most of the time. This so is a I'm Megamind very curious. Part. Yes. I've never seen Megamind. What? Uh, no, I've never seen Megamind. You gotta watch Megamind. That's a that's a cult classic that movie is so good actually i've seen the the no bitches memes yeah it's it's good it's a good movie i recommend it everyone out there watch Dragon mine but yeah go on i've been heard i think tina fey's in it isn't she yes she is i like tina fey i like tina fey um so i wonder i wonder which which one this story will be um yeah so the inch like like they're throwing words at you like groin soul death wall People being thrown into another dimension, hell spheres, uh-huh. this kind of stuff. Think, it really gets my I goat. I think they're in 40k. I'm 90% sure <laughs> they are in 40k. Have you read um, um, Chainsaw Man, Hedgehog? I have read a tiny little bit of it. I've been waiting to watch the anime um, because Dragon won't watch it with me until it's all out. And I don't Fair know enough. whether I'm going to want to watch it twice. So I'm kind of having to wait until the season ends so I can watch so, it all. So I've read a lot of Chainsaw Man. I haven't read every single bit of it. Um, I've read the but, first, like, I've read it up until the point where power is introduced and mm-hmm. there's the big demon that has her cat. Yeah, okay. You're still pretty That's early. Gotten to. I'm, yes. I'm pretty much near the end. There's still a couple of chapters I haven't read, but... There's one part where they go to hell. Um, okay. Slight, slight spoilers. Slight spoilers. Wow, it's not a thanks, huge part. Uh, a big group of people like end up in hell. Um, and I think uh, Chainsaw Man is not my favorite manga. It's been like okay. But I loved the part when they were in hell. Because shit gets fucking weird. Like, Fair enough. Have you ever seen that famous in- image of Chainsaw Man where it's a bunch of cut off astronaut torsos praying to their legs? No. Yeah, that image is from when they go to hell and okay, and they meet a really powerful demon. I won't spoiler. I won't spoil what the demon is, but they meet this really powerful demon, and just this demon, it's like everything gets real fucking weird in hell. And okay. I, I love that. I love that it gets really strange and you have no idea what's I, going on. And that's what this reminds me of, of that one scene in Chainsaw Man. Fair enough. Fair enough. I do have one question about Chainsaw Man before we move on. Yeah, Just because ahead. the first chapter was super well paced. And then after that, I found it it suffers from that manga thing where sometimes the stories go really, really fast. Maybe just because I read too fast. I don't know. Does it keep doing that? Um, It's a pretty fast story. Uh, a lot happens I'd say a lot like if you're going in expecting like one piece um, it's gonna be really fast it's I'm definitely not expecting it's... one piece I just find that sometimes like what a lot of manga does is it likes to really speed up at the beginning before slowing down and catching up just so that it can grab its audience and I'm not usually a big fan of it because I it's really hard for me to get connected to stories that move too fast I definitely think it slows down. You start to connect okay. to the characters. There, okay, there's, cool. there's a then couple I'll, slow scenes. For then sure. I will push through for a little while longer. But yeah. Yeah, I, I do enjoy anyway. just random weird stuff happening. As of long course. as the stuff... Like, y- you understand that there's oh, the logic to it. You uh-huh. just don't know what that logic is yet. Like, the thing that's really struck yeah, me uh-huh. is this death wall. What the fuck is the death wall? I don't know. Uh, but anyway, we, yeah, we gotta get back to we gotta get back to twenty H's. Um, I, I, my, my rating of this story is gonna entirely depend on how much of this shit is explained. <laughs> oh no, I don't know how well that's gonna happen. Because if it's never ever explained ever, I'm gonna say shit story zero out of ten. My God, but if it is explained, ten out of ten masterpiece. Anyway. Moving right along. You want to read chapter two? I would love to read chapter two. Now, Dobby. Dobby knelt before his master. 
Harry withdrew his guitar, Fuck Slayer, from a dimension where all screamed for naught. Hell yeah. Fuck <laughs> Slayer. Cool. Oh my god. Wrought from the silver heart of heaven's false promise, laced with vessels that pulsed with angels' menstrual blood, hewn from the horns of Satan's generals, it laughed as it was set loose, a laugh that only Harry could hear, but no one could share. God damn, that was a raw fucking line. It goes hard. I mean, it makes no sense Holy at all. Holy shit. This what the person hell? can actually really write. 100%. Like, no cap. Like, this person is a good writer. What the fuck? It's because it's too much all at once. Like, the silver heart of heaven's false promise. That's awesome. <laughs> but it doesn't make any sense at all. Especially it's just not pure... It's pure aesthetic purple prose. Exactly. Pure aesthetic purple prose. And that has its place. I think if this person learns how to actually plot, I think they'd be a great writer. <laughs> They've got the mechanical part down. Oh, yeah. They got it down. Hedgehog, um, uh, do you think if angels have menstrual blood that, that they reproduce? Um, yes. Canonically, angels can reproduce. That's the Nephilim. Oh, Okay. I don't, I don't so, know yes. my uh, Bible lore all that well. I I know a lot of different mythological lore. Also known uh, as Christianity. Yeah, also known as Christianity. Hey, I, I call it mythology just because even though some of it's historical, some of it is definitely not, and you We're can't argue that it is. Piss so, off you know. a lot of people with that comment. I will, but who cares? <laughs> um... But yeah, uh, nobody listens to this podcast anyway, so who gives a yeah. shit? Especially not like hardcore Christian fundamentalists, that's for sure. Probably not, especially considering that at some point we're going to read Hogwarts School for Hopes and Prayers. I hope there's no strong Christians reading listening to this podcast. That one's on the other end of the spectrum from this one. <laughs> yeah, but it's not going to be when I read it. <laughs> Ooh. Are you gonna uh, pull anyway. Fuck Slayer from a dimension where all I'm scream for not? Fuck Slayer from a dimension where all scream for not, for sure. All right. Harry swung the guitar through Dobby's chicken neck. He took the head off his. Uh, sorry, he took the head of his fallen dwarf slave and tore open his stomach, stuffing the head inside. Wait, tore open Jesus whose stomach? Christ. Dobby's stomach or I, his own Dobby's stomach? Dobby's stomach. I think he cut off Dobby's head, tore open his stomach, and stuffed his head inside of it. Okay. Sure. Harry that makes vomited. More sense. <laughs> yeah. Harry vomited steam and summoned a great meteor from space to smash into Hogwarts and kill everyone there for no reason at all. Okay. Yeah. Sure. A vision then appeared. It was Dumbledore entombed in his cursed mummy armor, calling Harry from his moon base, which wasn't on a moon. Harry, you must rock the fuck out. Now, this is the kind of plot I want for my fanfiction. Hell yeah. I like to imagine that this is the same Dumbledore from N.O.B., from, oh, yeah, from my immortal because he likes to swear that that this Dumbledore uh period periodically inhabits the body of of the my immortal Dumbledore just to say fuck. Well, all I know is that if I was entombed in cursed mummy armor, I'd probably have a headache too. You know, <laughs> you're probably right. <laughs> Harry channeled his rage through Fuck Slayer. The angel blood boiled as he summoned the great meteor, swathed in the, with the blood of the tiny fucklings at Hogwarts, leapt onto it, and flew into space. Can we have, like, hard rock playing in the background throughout this I entire like we, fan fiction? Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm editing this one, aren't I? Yeah, you I are. will, me, me, as editor, don't skimp out on this, you fucking bitch. Uh, go look up some royalty-free heavy metal music, please. Um, Hell yeah. Uh, and it's only, I'm only going to turn it on when we're actually reading the narration, though. Um, <laughs> it's just, like, it, like, hard cuts out whenever we start talking. Yeah. That would yeah, be funny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. Um, he encased the entire meteor in a wreath of holy fuck fire and flew through Mercury, killing the fuck out of it. Then he sent Mercury's carcass into Venus, killing the fuck out of it and making every vagina in the galaxy explode. And in every inside every vagina, a booby sang of mortal life's fleeting precipice. Hey, Miceman? Yeah, what's up? What are we talking about? We're, um... We're reading a Harry Potter fanfiction, Hedgehog. Are you sure? 
Do you, you sure not remember this part in Harry Potter? Not really. No. You don't remember um, where Harry destroyed two planets in two sentences? I, you know, that must have been the eighth book that I never read. You know what? I never read the eighth book either. I bet this happens. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Harry then did fly his meteor <laughs> through space. Why is that worded like it's the Bible? Harry then <laughs> did fly his meteor through space. Because <laughs> this is the Bible, my span. Come on. Okay, sure. On, obviously. Harry then did fly his meteor through space, punching astral vampires in half with his fists encased in fuckfire and throwing their ruined heads into the past where they bit cavemen on Mars so that history changed and now there are vampire cavemen on Mars. Cool. Thanks for that information. This is Harry received. Harry received another vision from Frumblegore, who is having tea and, and chumpets with the president of Pangaea. Good to have tea, Harry! You know how I hate chumpets. Cool. Where do you think this puts Harry on the power ranking scale? I think this puts him just under Goku. Probably near Batman level. With yes, prep near time, Batman of level, course. for sure. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, uh, not I don't quite know what Goku, the... though. I don't know what to say about this chapter. I know. It's it's hard to make comments on this story because I just don't even know what to say. There's nothing happening, really. I mean, There's a lot's no happening. It's, it's just a writer just, like, jizzing on the keyboard. Well, it's. I think it's closer to um, just how... how wild can I make this next sentence? Well, exactly. That's what I mean. It's a writer just saying how mechanically wild can I make this story? How how purpley prose can I get? How just absolutely insane heavy metal album cover can I get before it stops making sense entirely? And so just blew his load right on the keyboard. I, like, there's nothing mechanically wrong with this writing. No, it's actually pretty, it's pretty well, well written. It's pretty well written. With the possible exception of Frumblegore? Um, yes, although you I don't, could I don't argue... Know if, yeah, I don't know if that's intentional that spelling. That might be intentional, intentional, though. But that's... There are no, like, misspellings or grammatical errors. No, like, none. Like, this I person, haven't found a single one, I don't think. This person clearly has an idea of what they want to do. It's just that idea yes. is incomprehensible to the rest <laughs> and of insane. us. And insane. Um, but also, for once, we actually have proper grammar being used um, and proper, like, formatting because, like, all of the dialogue is in separate paragraphs. Mm-hmm. All of the paragraphs are broken up into logical ways. Um, and the periods and uh, ex, ex, uh, bleh, bleh. the periods and other um, other sentence enders are in the quotations for once in our lives. Yeah, like like I, yeah, and there's quotations on everything. Mechanically, this is very well written. It's just that the content just, is insane. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> and honestly, I kind of admire that. Mm-hmm. I kind of admire it. It's like it is literally just a heavy metal album cover. That's, that's, um, I wonder if anyone's ever drawn fan art of Harry playing Fuckslayer. I'm sure uh, they probably. A, hold on. 20 H's fan art. I wonder if there's any. Oh, hell yeah, there totally is. Oh, hold on, let me see. Oh no, it's all like, what the hell is this? This isn't. This isn't fan art of all, at all. Fan art. I don't even know how to like oh, search for it. Is the thing one two three four five six seven wait, hold on. <laughs> one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen sixteen seventy eighteen nineteen twenty fan art. Like, how do you even find it? No, because... I just came up with Nagito Komaeda for some reason. Yeah, it's all like anime garbage. It's all Danganronpa. I don't know why. It's all Danganronpa. Oh, there is one Dave Cat. If there is any fan art of out there, I don't know how to find it. I don't even know what to look up. I, fu- I fuck if I know. Anyway, chapter three. Right, chapter three, which is called chapter two. Yes. Or no, this is no, this, this is, is chapter two. Chapter three. Wait, I what? just finished reading chapter two. Oh, I went back. That's what happened. Okay. <laughs> um, Harry slammed his book shut. 
It wasn't really a book, because the pages were made of lasers and the words were made of hudless women making godless love to dragons made out of motorcycles. But it was still reading. I I think that's what this story is made out of. Lasers and headless women making godless love to dragons that are also made of motorcycles? Yes. That is quite the mental image. I am convinced. Grumbledork. 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 If you don't stop, we'll starve, and no one will be around to kill anyone in the universe if we get around to bringing everyone back to life after we kill them. I am no longer scrumpled Gort. The ancient (laughs) man dropped some of the planets he was juggling. The worlds have shifted. I am Dumblecop of the Dark Meal. He flexed one of his legs, which was made out of pistols, and kicked a planet in half. Bugger you, Dark Meal. Faggart of a thousand suns. Technically not a slur. Technically almost a slur, but not quite. Technically not a slur. Dumblecop. We apologize. We are going to say them, but we apologize in advance. Yeah. Dumblecop sniffed. And what of it? Is is it a sin? Should a man feel like faggart? Fagarting a sun or a thousand. I'm sorry, everyone. Uh, sorry. Why, why should the sun heave through the void if not to be skewered by pawn Arn Fagvols? All right. Remember what, what we were saying. On? Remember what we were saying about there being no misspellings. I think Arn <laughs> is a misspelling. No, I think it's supposed to be an old-fashioned way to say hour. <laughs> Harry cast a glance through a. Harry cast a glance at the book. Unsavory sounds emanated from a particularly damned chapter. He was hungry. He looked at a nearby cup. It had a faded brown film on the bottom. He thought about trumpets. <laughs> what the hell? Okay. Maybe okay. it's still a metaphor for something. It must be. I, I think this story is secretly some, like, genius work of metaphor that nobody has ever understood. And the writer is just hoping that someday, somewhere, someone will understand. What do you think of a dumble cop's leg being, legs being made out of pistols and being able to kick I, a planet in half? I mean, if your leg's made out of metal, that would make it easier to kick a planet in half than if it were flesh and bone. Also, this so. means that he has to be incredibly big. I guess he's already juggling planets, so he he's already big. Planets. Um, Dumbledore is is God. This is confirmed. It, it's just nonsense, really. This is just nonsense, but it's lovely nonsense. <laughs> yeah, it's Chapter just four. Yeah, go on. Uh, Harry had found some food. It was guarded by three and a million thousand surf ninjas, for it was the last food on Surf Ninja Moon X. The ecology had been decimated. Ecology? Yeah. Wow. I don't know why I thought that was. Yeah. Never mind. Don't worry. Don't mind me. I'm. I'm having a stroke. I don't blame the you, eco- honestly. <laughs> this story is giving me a stroke. I looked at that word and I'm like, oh, you made up a word, and I'm like, no, that's just ecology. The ecology had been decimated by surf ninjas, so the last food was a cabbage and mustard sandwich. Harry squatted in front of the ruins of a castle which had been many skulls arranged to resemble one large one. It had been poorly done, with the cheeks fading into an amateurishly executed (laughs) jawline. Wow, this (laughs) skull castle is really amateurish. Fucking Harry judging somebody on the quality of their skull castle. Which is made up of smaller skulls. (laughs) The silent killers of the night had negated their inane, innate advantage by only plying their craft on surfboards during the day. This reminds me of Dr. McNinja. You ever read Dr. McNinja? I have never read Dr. McNinja. It's a great webcomic. I'd highly recommend looking it up. Okay. Okay, I'll give it a look. It's about a guy who's a doctor and also a ninja. Whoa, really? Yeah. Never would have guessed. I thought he was a ballerina. No, his receptionist is a gorilla, though. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Thank you. Harry had... Oh, yeah, I already read the beginning of this. God, what am I doing with my life? All right. Harry was about to eat his cabbage, which, 
when a man and when a man in a tuxedo appeared from behind nothing much he stood 10 feet tall and his head seemed wrapped in unwrappable darkness <sighs> i am rape radbury I write hmm. critically acclaimed fiction that always turns into fact. That's why I have more money than anyone. What do you think uh, Rape Radbury is a simile for? Not simile. What do you think it's you a know? post-modernism for? I have no clue. Never could guess. There's no be, uh... way. I All I got to say, I have the distinct feeling that this man wrote a book named Celsius 592. <laughs> Do you think that's a utopia book about how great it is oh, to be around cold things? Absolutely. Absolutely. Everybody loves reading in that book. Mm-hmm. And they everybody's got DVDs. Yeah. <laughs> Every, they burn DVDs. They burn DVDs. Uh-huh. <laughs> Harry dug a bit of cartilage out of the cabbage witch and continued chewing. Just because it's got, hold on, just because the sandwich has cabbage in it doesn't make it a cabbage witch. That's not how it works. <laughs> it's still just a sandwich. But it's a cabbage witch, Rice Man. Ugh. Okay. But it's a cabbage witch. Would you care to discuss one of my books? I hear that my Harry fished out another bit of cartilage. It was a cartilage and mustard sandwich. It wasn't actually a cabbage witch at all, it turns out. What? I guess it changed. It changed. <laughs> clearly, clearly, we're doing some Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy bullshit, and there's a probability probability yeah. machine oh that's my God. not yeah. working quite right. This is all taking place in the middle of the probability machine running. <laughs> there you go. That's my headcanon. Um, you shouldn't believe what everyone says about me. I took a shower with my cousin once, and I have racist thoughts. A nibbit of yellow cartilage landed on rape shoes. He thought about his cousin. In a racist way, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, of course. I took a shower with my cousin once. Okay? okay. Buddy, don't know why you're Thanks. bringing that out. Thanks, I guess, for this information. So, other than character names, has there been any relation to Harry Potter at all so far? <laughs> Any mention of what? Any relation to Harry Potter at all, no, other than the names. besides the names, not at all. Not at all. They haven't even used magic. This is more in common, again, with Warhammer 40k than it does with fucking Harry Potter. Uh, okay. Literally, the next chapter has Inquisitors in it. Yep, chapter five. The Inquisitors were torturing Harry. First, Ignatius used the rock. Then Billy asked Harry if he wanted to read his BDSM blog. Oh god, the worst kind of torture. I just, like, he's gonna ask me to review it, and he's gonna want commentary, and I just don't uh, know him that well. Do I, like, give constructive criticism? Whatever. Do I just tell him it's great and he should keep going? Do I just say that I didn't read it and tell the truth? I. Harry was so surprised that his pants, they flew right off. He was wearing women's underpants. Of course he was. The Inquisitors were wearing them, too. They realized that they were all men of the Lord. End of chapter five. A mom- I, just, I want a moment of silence for that. They were all men to of process. the Lord. To process. Complete nonsense. None of this means anything. <laughs> it's just, it's just I, I kinda, non-sequiturs. I kind of love this, though. I'm having so much fun. I'm grinning from ear to ear. You could probably hear it. This one, it's the exact opposite problem of, like, My Immortal, right? My Immortal, nothing happens. This one, everything's happening. Uh You just can't understand it. Did you mean My Inner Life? You said My Immortal. No, I mean My Immortal. Nothing happens in My Immortal. I guess nothing happens in My Immortal either, but I think less happens in My Inner Life than happens in My Immortal. I wanted to compare it to another Harry Potter fanfic. Oh, okay. Oh, I see. I thought you were referring to what we've been reading recently. Never mind. Because remember, this is a Harry Potter fanfiction, Hedgehog. Yes. Did you forget that part? Yes. (laughs) Frankly, yes. Because nothing Harry Potter related has happened so far. Uh, all right, I guess I get to read the chapter with rape in it. <laughs> this is also longer than most. Yes. Okay. Harry awoke to the throaty grumble 
of a rape ape. Oh, not the rape not, ape. Not a rape ape, but the rape ape. The last of his kind after the subjugation of the rape forest. His people once graced the canopy, their penile digits proudly grasping the vines as they swung through the night, their hundreds of sweaty simian dongs trailing an now fetid memory in the rape ape's watering eye. As his ocular ducts began to well with ancestral pride, so too did the callous meaty members sprouting from the rape ape's every hairy inch. From his eye sockets, ear holes, even his callous toes, a penile font of cry juice birthed the deluge. This ape is just coming all over Harry Potter. He's covered in penises? Am I reading this right? Yes, he is covered in penises. Okay. And he is crying from every penile orifice. That's what he is coming. (laughs) I want somebody, please, somebody out there, clip this and put this on YouTube for me. No, don't do that. Maybe we should just (laughs) delete this entire episode, actually. Maybe this one should never see the air. Harry Potter. Oh, it's gonna ice, man. It's too late now. The lost rodent reading hour episode. <laughs> we, no, you know what we gotta do, I swim. What? We gotta do. We gotta do a minor ARG where we make it a creepy pasta. We make a shitty creepy pasta. That's the lost rodent reading hour episode. I hear, I hear in the middle of it, Miceman coughs up blood, and then Hedgehog tears her throat <laughs> open, and, and Slenderman appears. And then even though it's purely in an audio format, they both stare at you with hyper-realistic eyes. (laughs) The hyper-realistic eyes! (laughs) Anyway, ape coming on Harry Potter. Harry observed this with consternation as he was tied to a table. Neither magic nor supracosmic strength would free him from his bonds. Had this creature access to an unknown material of day-stick? Daystick? Is that a word? Daystick? Alright, I'm I'm assuming it's some made up worm that's some form of deity. Daystick strength? Or did the rape ape have a secret yet more baffling? Belief in God based on reason rather than revelation or the teaching of any specific religion. Oh, so it's an actual word. Um Deism is Deism. Deism, but deistic. These nuts! Got him! Yeah! Woo! Let's go. All right, end the podcast. We're done. Uh, All right. Anyway, Harry squinted as he could see the subatomic strings of the ropes. Why does he have supervision now? What? Are you surprised? No, but... No, but, you know, um... He began tossing antimatter at them with his mind as a group of children entered the rape ape's hiding place. Oh, no. They they were well-groomed and impeccably attired, and there were 5.8 of them, just enough to represent an array of genders and races that would leave no one unhappy save for the Eskimos. Fuck the Eskimos. I uh, guess. Reminds me of that joke where you, like... Get, grow up, get a spouse, have 2.5 kids, live <laughs> uh-huh. in a nice suburban household. Uh-huh. They were on their own, as far as the rape ape was concerned. Why do you cry, rape ape? Asked child 3.2. Uh, and as you'll see, there's child 3.2 and 4.6, and there are 5.8, so it is implied that each child is 1.2 of a child. I mean, I get that. Then it adds up to, yeah. Uh, they they have an extra arm or something I don't know yeah Um, the rape ape unwilling to hide its greasy primate cock tears hung its head and gravity coaxed the eye wangers downward it tied them together in a bow atop its head to be pretty for its guests we are bound in this ligature of ligam brother rape ape said child 4.6 you know what this reminds me of what, this Mitchell? chapter in specific reminds me of if the people who made Pathologic got high on fucking LSD. I don't know what Pathologic is, so I can't comment on that. You should go watch Codex Entries videos on it. It is a really weird game. I actually played Pathologic 2 on the channel before. Pathologic? You ever played Scorn, Hedgehog? Never played Scorn. It just came out. Um, it's like going into an H.R. Geiger painting, I guess. So, I don't know. 
yeah, I, I'm gonna play it once it goes on sale because it's like thirty dollars and it's pretty cheap. Unfortunately. Oh, it is biopunk. Ooh. It's it's not really a game. It's more of like wandering. Oh, I've seen this before. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a walking simulator. It's a walking but it does simulator. look dope as shit. It does look awesome. The only problem is okay, it's forty dollars. Yeah, that's a little expensive. Especially uh, anyway. for a walking simulator. We're getting off track. We're getting off track. Well, how long does it take to play it? Uh, not too long, unfortunately. Not too long. No, so that's not worth forty dollars. Uh, anyway. <clears throat> The children surrounded Rape Ape, holding their hands, and began to sing. Harry was transfixed as he watched the children, gently swaying with the song float up as he watched the children, sorry, that was on me, gently swaying with the song float skyward. The little ones began to orbit the Rape Ape, who was convulsing as though stricken by a seizure devil. As the song increased in tempo, the child flesh bubbled and merged into a spinning wonder turbine. The fleshy kid mass sprouted hair and groin dribblers just like the rape ape and sprayed confetti into skies of past and future, setting the constellations aflame with the opalescent of the parish rape apes. An explosion of color and hair left Harry Potter alone and still bound. He thought about sandwiches. This is actually some really deep commentary on how PTSD can make it difficult to register the things that are happening and you just feel disconnected from the world around you. <laughs> represented by, of course, Harry watching a bunch of children explode and then thinking of course, about sandwiches. Yes, uh, absolutely, 100%. This is, this is very serious literature, you guys. You guys, you guys, stuff. you guys, this is well, so serious. The moment I saw the words rape ape, I knew we were in for a very serious story. Of course, of course, especially when all of his extremities are penises. Every single one. Everyone, and some ones Everyone. you don't even have. Yep, yep, he's got more extremities, and they're all penises. Chapter 7. Woo! Harry Potter awoke in a pit that reeked of hot sauce. He could feel cool. vis viscous fluid under his fingernails, burning the tender skin. Everywhere were white bags bulging with foul product. They were diapers cool. stuffed with chicken bones and hot sauce, their foul cool. odor blossoming in the muffled darkness. Harry's nostrils begged his brain for mercy. He flew upwards, away from the saucy mysteries below. The smell grew faint, calling him to return. Harry ignored their lies, flying beyond the lips of his prison. He was in a laboratory, with machines that had no purpose beyond blinking lights and soft hums. Hello, my boy. Son. Hello, my boy <laughs> this is son. My boy son. You make a father so good. Harry had flown oh. out of the nose of an old man. This man wore a white coat, yet was drawn by the hand of an idiot. His voice came not from his mouth, but from elsewhere. A sad attempt at humanity. Where the fuck did this guy come up with this shit? I know you'll do so well, Hedgehog. Now you choose. The man reached into his coat and laid out three diapers, each brimming with the Also, they didn't say hedgehog. That was my son talking to me. <laughs> Just FYI. What, you don't see the word hedgehog right there? No, I don't. Each brimming with the spicy bones of his no of the nose prison. He removed his head and stuck it on a spike on the counter to keep it from rolling away. The diapers began to stir as creatures clawed out of the bony wombs. Arranged before Harry was a turtle. The reptilian body so frail that it seemed an afterthought to the shell. A bald weasel with toothpicks for legs, and a wrinkled thumb in a glass of water. The old man's head called out from the spike. Everyone has one! Make your best friends for life! Harry drank the glass of thumb water and spat the thumb at the old man's head. <laughs> this is like I a know. dream. I know! This is some weird fucking, like, LSD-fueled nightmare. Very dreamlike. I don't know who I am anymore, Mice Man. Um, you're not Fuck Slayer, that's for sure. I guess not, man. Oh, this is a long chapter. I want to see the return of the Death Wall. I know, it's the never going to come back. Death really grabs my interest. These are all just mm -hmm. small snapshots into the life of Harry Potter... Fuck Slayer Space Wizard. Oh, that's an interesting idea, Hedgehog, that these aren't supposed to be connected. They're each, like, small snippets of something happening. No, that's... Well, that's what I thought. It doesn't seem like they're all that connected. It's like we're just getting tiny glimpses into Harry's life. That's uh, what it seems like. 
At least to me, I don't know. That's a, um, that, that makes it have a tiny bit more sense. I mean, it still doesn't make sense at all. But. I just wonder how he gets how he gets himself in these situations, frankly. What strange right. universe. Okay. Chapter 8. Severus Snapplebottom began his life on a as a hand on which were perched each of the five presidents, five first presidents of a country called America. The first two presidents, Geheb and Swanash were turned into ashes by a passing wave of fast food regulation. Oh, this is absolutely a, a communist manifesto right here. Their ashes were consumed. I, I'm being facetious, but a little bit. <laughs> um, their ashes were consumed by children in various Wendy's establishments. Each plastic packet was a coffin for their memory, and no one knew their name, even though they were listed on the ingredients list. I never read These the ingredients list. I actually do quite frequently because I want to make sure I'm not eating, you know, um, fucking hydrochloric uh, monosulfates or whatever the fuck. green. It's people. It's people. (laughs) These children became soldiers in wars fought for control of who had all the bullets. Whoever shot the most bullets, the fastest won. Okay, that is absolutely some kind of a some kind of a a thing on the United States of America. Deep though. commentary, deep 100%. shit on deep chapter commentary. eight of Twenty Ages. <laughs> deep shit. The third president, Wahooli, went to a country that was nothing but a desert with half-buried turkeys. Sometimes turkey butts were above the sand. Sometimes a leg or a head. Wahooli tripped and fell into a turkey head where he was eaten and ordained as a rabbi. He was sent to trim the beards of 157 toads whose beards were absorbing the water that was used for the next year's crop of shovels. Without these shovels, the peasants would be unable to shovel the ashes of their children from the bullet wars. Wahooli took these beards and formed a lasso. The lasso, this lasso was a ropey wonder. He used it to tear off his penis and write the 13 commandments of America upon a passing eagle in cock's blood. The 13 commandments were as follows. Ahem. Number one. You, are you, oh, I thought you were going to do a, I thought you were about to pull a Noah or you just start. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, what do I, what do I have to say? There's nothing to say. <laughs> I heard you take a breath and I was like, oh no, he's going to do it. Oh God, he's fucking breathing again. <laughs> uh-huh. He's fucking breathing. God, my son, just stop breathing already. Jesus. All right. <laughs> no, wait, don't actually stop breathing. No, please, my son. My son, no. Okay, good. Just kidding. That wasn't very long at all. No, it wasn't at all. That was that was all a gag. We got you. It was a jape. You a thought jest. I was going to choke myself <laughs> to death, but who? Lo, we have fooled thee. Just not a, but a <laughs> jest. Vice man, I think we're both going insane. Uh, what are the 13 commandments, Daniel? 13 commandments. Number one, you're stupid. This is true. That's fair. Number two, baby, someone cut off my dick and wrote in America with it. Number three, if a whale tries to sell you a pumpkin, don't. Number four, your head is an artifice. Throw it away, but don't let anyone see you do it, or you'll be kicked out of school. This isn't any. This is like they look like sentences, but they don't mean anything. Have you ever heard the song? Actually, actually, I would argue that number four does mean something. Yeah, what does number four um, mean, Hedgehog? I would argue that it is commentary on the American school system. Oh yeah. Um, because the school system uh, famously uh, does not make good students or good thinkers or good or good learners the school system in america is designed to make good workers um so that's why most of its curriculum is based upon mem- rote memorization and about following instructions instead of actually using your brain so since you're not really supposed to use your brain in school you're supposed to throw your head away but if you're telling anyone that you're throwing your head away well then they'll say that you aren't applying yourself or aren't trying so you think on chapter eight, rule four in twenty H's, he has some biting commentary on the American school system. Absolutely. You know what I think, Hedgehog? You ever heard the song? Um, I'm sending it to you right now. You ever heard the song "Prison Colomenso in School"?
Freezing cold in ancient nights, you so. You're the cold maze of Salem, freezing cold in ancient nights, you so. All right. No, I have not. So this song, um, you can play a snippet of it if you want. You're going to have some heavy editing for this one. Uh, yep. The whole point of this song, it was made by an Italian singer who was fed uh-huh. up with how popular English songs were getting in Italy. Okay. Um, so he made the song to prove that as long as it sounded like English, people in Italy would like it. So the entire song, huh. it's not in English. It's just gibberish, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and but, people fucking loved it. Yeah, people fucking loved it. It reached like top three on the charts. It's it's literally just My gibberish. God. Um, but My if you, God. But if you listen to it, um, as an English speaker, it's what English sounds like to someone who doesn't speak English. So if you ever want to get that, I, I like that okay. idea, listen to this. You should, and that's what this story is. This is what English looks like to someone who cannot read English. If a whale tries to <laughs> okay. sell you a pumpkin, don't. Don't. That doesn't mean okay. this is what English looks like to someone who can't read English. Uh-huh. 100%. I agree. Um, I will either put a clip of that song at the beginning of this Mice Man rant or at the end of it. Reminder to editor. Do you disagree? This is what English looks like. No, I absolutely agree with you. 100%. Yeah, put a clip in. 100% agree with you. I will. I absolutely will. Okay, anyway. uh, After the biting public school commentary, number five. Always collect a ghost shadow if it leaves one behind. It will be worth something someday. All of a sudden, this is reading like HGK477. (laughs) I don't know what that is. uh, it's a it's a subreddit where um, it's it's kind of fallen out of favor at this point. But at its heyday, it was um, people writing basically short horror fiction in the form of how to lists. So oh. like how to you know how to uh, apologize or how to go to sleep. But it would inevitably something really be really weird and freaky and out of left field. Kind of tumbler. It would be really ominous. Yeah, it would be ominous sounding enough that you go okay while you're reading it. And this reminds me distinctly of that. I'll have to give it a gander. It's very good. I, I read some of them on the channel once, too. Um, number six. Starbucks napkins are hereby the new currency, but only after they are smeared upon the corpse of a mule. The exchange rate will be 13 mules to one napkin. That's a pretty steep number rate. Seven. That's a pretty steep rate. Number seven. Taxi cabs will be used to build a pyramid with 290 sides. It will be the White House, and the president will live there for 17 years at a time while you eat your children's ashes on a bun. Number eight. On Father's Day, you will enter an invisible box and be plunged into the ocean. There you will enter an undersea candy store, but you will never have enough Starbucks napkins to get what you want. Should have bought more mules. Should have bought more mules. Number nine. It is all spam. All of it. Check the box and delete it. Now delete yourself, for you are spam. I mean, spam's pretty tasty, I'm not going to lie. I think they mean spam like spam emails. No, spam is tasty, mice man. Never had it. I actually, I've had it, but only in Hawaiian rolls. So, you know. Um, Number 10. I'm a poser. Uh, All (laughs) clocks are inscribed with the entirety of the alphabet to save time. This is the alphabet. 6 plus 7 equals A. 14 times 12 equals B. 16 minus 11 equals President Wahooli, and so on, until you reach the period, which is the end of the alphabet. Like this period oh. at the end of this sentence? Uh, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. This is getting difficult to follow. Very. This is getting very meta. Very meta. Um, number 11. All previous constitutions were writ by false writers, whose passing eagles were inferior, and whose cocks had fewer things in them, except only the American Constitution. I only do. Number 12. Spend your adolescence as a duck, waddling in a circle, until you become an egg full of dust. At least, don't become a goose, said my man won't try to fight you. I will fight you! No, you cannot defeat a goose, my man. It'd be so easy. I, it, no, I, I know this is a running joke. We have a running joke where I try to fight a goose. It'd be so easy. They have hollow bones. They have teeth. They so what? So do I. They have. They have. They have sharp teeth. 
I have sharp teeth too. It's no, sharpened on goose blood. <laughs> Number 13. All time is a knotted ball. You can hide it anywhere in your body, and it is still time. President number four, whose name was not a name, but a multi... This is just edgy... This has literally just become edgy Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. President number four, whose name was. was not a name, but a multitude of hot dogs in the shape of swastikas, decided that he would create the Gilded Age. This was a time in which every edge was embossed with a golden trim, like a wedding cake invented by Thomas Edison. All of the women wore bonnets made of butter and Gilded were picked age? up by their feet and... S- I, I guess, I, I, yeah, I... Do yes. you get it? get it i okay. i get it yes just want to make sure I get you got it. it it's because of the wedding cakes right yeah it's because of the wedding cakes okay cool wait oh oh is is it because everything's got a golden trip oh my god i hadn't even thought of that <laughs> my god well that's what happens when you have a creative writing degree like me you know you pick up on these sort of things oh yeah of course of course yeah you know what i've been out of school too long my man you know you're much better than i am at you're this getting kind of thing. you're falling out of favor I'm get, man i'm getting i'm getting rusty man i'm getting, getting rusty. rusty i'm working too hard at the game store <laughs> oh, i got a brain full of games a brain full of games not a brain full of writing literary conventions literary conventions fun facts about history <laughs> All the women wore bonnets made of butter and were picked up by their feet and spread on toast in the summer. It was all for naught, because this was not the toast of the righteous. It was a feeble toast, one which withered with the coming of the sun. Not even the crows would touch it, preferring the taste of moldering poop water. But the crows are put in dresses and sold to the highest bidder where they underwent liposuction. Okay. Yep. President Five disliked the conservative leanings of his brothers, so he became an infinite two-dimensional grid of pink and green squares. Each square had a vagina upon it. These vaginas each emitted a sphere, a spear of light, which was skewered by an, uh, which was skewered and and upon which, sorry, I can't read, upon which was skewered an endless succession of planets. Each carried a culture dedicated to a single sex act. The further down the skewer the planet was, the more orifices possessed by its denizens, and the more gymnastic their sexual culture. The worlds. The worlds what? No, I, I want to learn about the worlds. This no longer has anything to do with Harry Potter. I mean, it barely no, did to start with. It barely did at all, but now it looks like we're getting back to him now. The world. The final chapter. Okay. The final chapter. The final chapter. Chapter nine. Harry Potter lay, dreaming. In his mind, there is a hat, suspended. It comes unhinged, traveling beyond the dream. Why is this written like something I would write? Why are these sentences really hedgehog-esque? I hate it. Did you write this hedgehog? Are you second pillow? Shut up. Shut up. Nobody needs to know that. Shut up. No, just specifically that start of the chapter. Do you have a lot of stories start with your protagonist laying there dreaming? Not not in the language used, but in the way the sentences are organized. The hat finds a sunlit hill. Studded with flowers and children gorging themselves on chocolate. Chewing faces were smeared with brown residue. Perched atop the hill on its brim, the hat is still. It rolls down the hill, skating between the chocolate-stuffed children. It comes to one child and stops. Without chocolate, the child stares blankly at its neighbors, filled with emptiness. The hat points its empty bottom at the child and sprays a glittering beam of rainbows. They encircle the child's hands, transforming them into chocolate. Tears of joy streaks down the child's smile as it begins eating its hands. The hat flies into the sky. The child waves a brown stump. Okay. Metaphors. Metaphors. It's a metaphor about capitalism. Metaphors about capitalism, yay. Probably. Probably, most likely. The hat ascends to a palace of clouds. Within God, within God, bearded and weeping, sits behind, beside a mountain of tiny angels. One by one, he picks them up and tears off their wings. He then places them into a separate basket. The Why hat... is he so mean? <laughs> Why is he so Why mean? Why does he hate? The hat approaches God, and the rainbow is deployed. It encircles God's crotch. A giant chocolate phallus emerges from God's robes. Oh. 
Dropping his broken angel, he breaks off a piece of his candy member and smears it on his lips. Oh! With a chocolate-studded smile, he slowly raises his fists and gives the hat a thumbs up. The hat travels into space. It finds itself before the sun. It is a tiny dot before the immensity of the cosmic fire. The hat trembles. A tremendous rainbow issues forth, embracing the sun like a wedding vow. The fire cools and deadens. A chocolate tidal wave roars from its poles and meets at the center. On earth, the sky blackens. The flowers turn to dust. Humanity expires silently, like an infant in its crib. The hat drifts through space. Dreamless. And that's the end of 20Hs. That's the end of 20Hs. Um. What do you think of that um, ending? What do you think of the story, Hedgehog? Um. Um, this was nothing. That was really. This was no. This was everything, Mice Man. It was both nothing and everything. The beginning and the end, the middle and the seizing. This. All right, we have reached an hour, so it's probably enough for an episode. But I don't, I don't know, man. This was a Harry Potter fan fiction. This was absolutely a Harry Potter fan fiction. I can't. Um, I can't believe this. I. Some of these chapters are just nothing. I, the idea yeah. that they're all tiny snippets in, like, maybe they're all supposed to be tiny snippets in the infinite universe's life. And this final scene where the hat turns the sun into a chocolate dead ball is a representation of the universe expiring. Yes. All these weird things. If the universe is truly infinite, that means infinite things could happen. And in theory, any one of these chapters could come true. Yes. Of course, that's ridiculous. Um, but maybe that's what the author was going for. These are supposed to be representations of... Of what? Of, I don't know... Of the universe, I guess. Oh, okay. Either way, this author is either an idiot or a genius or both. I, don't, I think probably both. Don't think we'll ever know. Has this guy made anything I, else? I don't know. Let's see. Let's look. What has Second Pillow done? He's also made Cobra Commander's Holy Luncheon. Uh, this is uh, only I don't know anything about. This is only eight hundred forty-six words long. I don't know anything about. Uh, G.I. Joe, and also this was published 10 years after the other one. <laughs> Imagine coming into fanfiction.net, writing. Dropping 20 H's and leaving and for fucking 10 off for years. 10 years. And then coming back to write one short story. I don't. I don't know, dude. I don't know what this is or where I am. Who am I, Mice Man? You're... Who am I? Hedgehog, and I am Mice Man. Or am I Hedgehog and you're Mice Man? I think I'm Mice Man and you're Hedgehog. Um, I am yeah, Noah and you're Dragon. My god. Um, there is... There's only been one, one story in the history of my life that has made me question my ability as a writer, and now I can say there are two. <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever be able to meet 28 kids on any sort of playing field. I don't think so, no. It's its own thing. I, I, yeah. I don't know what else there is to say, man. Like, just, I don't want to drag this on too long because it's going to take away from just the insanity that we just read, but, like, fuck, man. Sometimes the brightest stars burn out the fastest. This wasn't the Such lightest. A shame. This wasn't the li- the longest story, but it burned bright. I. I wish there was more of it, man. I wish there I think, was more. I think this was an appropriate length. If it got any longer, that's, the magic would fade, I feel. That's, you know, you know, that's fair. That's fair. There's that's only fair. so much you can handle before your brain explodes. That's fair. Um, the death anyway, wall never came back. That's my no, only complaint with this back, story. Nor did, nor did the astronauts. That's my complaint. I don't know who the astronauts were. Um... But yeah, that was um, that was twenty H's. Bit of a shorter one, but you know we're taking a break a from one. minor life, which is a very long one. 
yes, next week we will return to it, no doubt. I think we're at least two-thirds, or not two-thirds, at least, we're at least a third of the way through. We're getting there, our life. for sure. We're getting there. We're maybe closer to half. Um, regardless, thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, I, this was a unique experience. I doubt we'll ever read another fan fiction comparable to it. Yes, yes. I'm going to go um, collapse and think about my life now. That's a good idea. Um, yeah, uh, farewell. Bye, I guess. Have a good night, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.